This is great. It's nice to be back. Oh, holy cow. I missed you guys. Gee whiz. I'm in a weird mood today, man. I'm telling you. Thank you for tuning in to No Disclosure again. No Disclosure podcast. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm glad to have you back, man. I hope you're glad to hear this voice again. So welcome to No Disclosure. God. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Anchor, Prevail Guitar Works, and DistroKid. This podcast is where we go on the news, see what's happening in the world, and based like fine, expensive turkeys in the sheer audacity and craziness that is our news media. People have to deal with a lot of junk in their lives, and with the climate things are in, no disclosure exists to not only improve your level of inner fanciness, but to hopefully take your mind off the disaster for a while. So let's get into it, do what we do best, and have a little fun. Shake off your shoes and set that mental bag of bricks down in the entryway of my mind. And let's begin. So, foreplay aside, let's get into it. This is from the New Arab. (laughs) I don't know why I chuckled at that. Pakistani train driver who stopped to get yogurt has been suspended. (laughs) Now, we're doing more of an old school episode of No Disclosure today, where I don't have anything bookmarked. Uh, we're doing it. We're doing it old school. I got the beast, like the original microphone that we used. I got all the the original gear, everything, and I'm not bookmarking any pages. I'm just, uh, you know, gonna pull them up as we go. So uh, yeah, apparently when you need your yogurt, you need your damn yogurt. Pakistani train driver who stopped to get yogurt has been suspended. <laughs> train driver in Pakistan has been suspended after he stopped for yogurt during a journey from Lahore to Kanishirishi raising questions about the safety and regulation of the country's railways. Inner-city train driver in Pakistan has been suspended after he made an unscheduled stop to pick up some yogurt. Yeah. (laughs) You gotta have it, you gotta have it, right? A video of the driver's assistant collecting the snack from a street stall before climbing back into the carriage has been circulating on social media. Oh, come on. Don't make it a big deal. I mean, when you stop a train in the middle of the tracks, it becomes a safety issue. Yeah, (laughs) I know safety is a priority. And you cannot tolerate, really, anything that compromises safety. But it's yogurt, you know? And uh, a railway official admitted to AFP that such incidents are not uncommon in Pakistan. Yeah, because their yogurt's probably the shit. And that oversight is often lacking. More than 60 people... uh, have been, you know, like, cited for this thing. (laughs) Apparently, uh, Pakistan has some damn good yogurt. Enough to stop a freaking train. That, you know, uh, there has to be some kind of thing that you guys need to do with with that. You know, have some kind of regulation where it's okay for the train driver to stop if the yogurt is that badass. You know, yogurt sales go up, economy goes up. We know this. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now, uh, this one, uh, I just uh, glanced at this article and I couldn't help myself. This is from Syracuse.com. Syracuse man pleads to murder after hearing Family Guy's Stewie would be used against him at a trial. <laughs> I don't understand any of this. I don't understand. Uh, 
Syracuse, New York. Syracuse man pleaded guilty to first-degree murder Monday morning after learning that a judge would allow into court evidence of a Stewie pendant the one-year-old character from Fox sitcom Family Guy has. Uh, Leisure Coker Hawkins admitted he shot to death a Tupper Lake man, Corey Hober, 35, uh, while robbing a man of money for a drug deal gone bad. What the hell does Stewie have to do with it? It doesn't say. Uh... <laughs> uh, okay, Stewie murder Syracuse. I gotta see what what's up with this. I gotta see more. Uh, okay, for some reason it's not showing me the entire damn article, and it keeps pointing to Syracuse.com. Okay, cool. Uh, thank you. <laughs> All right, read full story. It's still not gonna show me. Okay, so I guess this is a this is gonna be a mystery. Uh, yeah, he robbed a, a man of money, some kind of drug deal gone bad, allow court evidence of a Stewie pendant. Oh, okay, so it's evidence that... That's not funny. <laughs> you just wasted my time, Syracuse. He just happened to be wearing a Stewie pendant. What, is the, the judge going to, like, you know, do one of those things where, oh, you know, it's the how messed up the, you know, uh, television is these days. That's what made him do it. Right. It's not that he was crazy. It's just that he was watching Family Guy. We saw how well that worked for, you know, the powers that be in America back in the 90s. Just because you play Doom and listen to Marilyn Manson turns you into a psychopath, right? No. Guns, I hate to tell you, guns, and I'm not one of those guys. I don't even own a gun, okay? So let me put that out there. I'm not one of those guys. You know, they're trying to take our guns. You ain't taking shit. You know, I'm not one of them. But I will tell you. That guns do not kill people, okay? Wackos do. I'm sure Stewie had nothing to do with it. <laughs> uh, Ocean Spray intentionally labels its cranberry sauce upside down. Why would they do that? Uh, I don't get it. When it comes to Thanksgiving favorites, research, research shows Americans rank cranberry sauce squarely in the middle between all-stars like turkey, mashed potatoes, and stuffing, and less popular dishes like turnips, tofu, and dog shit because... Uh, cranberry sauce is disgusting. This still translates to more than 67 million cans of Ocean Spray's jelly cranberry sauce sold each year between Thanksgiving and Christmas. If you're among the 76% of American consumers who've purchased cranberry sauce for the holidays, you may have noticed they have to flip the can over to open it. For ye You know what? I've actually wondered why myself. This year, I guess we finally get to the bottom of it. Spokesperson for Ocean Spray told uh, Adweek that this is no accident. The cans are intentionally filled and labeled with the rounded edge on the top and the sharper edge on the bottom because there's an air bubble vacuum on the rounded side, which makes it easier to get the sauce out in one whole log. Bullshit! That stuff is still a pain in the ass to get out. I, I'm not buying it. Ocean Spray. Okay. Mm -hmm. I am not buying it, dude. No, no way. Now this has been <laughs> this has been floating around in the news lately. I don't know if you've heard about it, but a plumber at Pastor Joel Austin's Lakewood Church discovered six hundred thousand dollars stuffed behind a toilet. I'm not kidding. A plumber doing repair work last month at televangelist Joel Austin's uh, Lakewood Church in Houston, Texas, discovered a reported six hundred thousand dollars in cash and checks stuffed in an envelope. Yes, I say envelope. The funds are believed to be a part of a 2014 robbery at the venue. Now, I've seen that, you know, a lot of people, uh, 
uh, what am I looking for? Assume things without reading the entire story. A lot of people said that, you know, maybe he was up to some, some shady dealings and whatnot. But it looks like it was part of a robbery. The plumber revealed the story uh, Thursday to Houston Radio. According to a report from the city, the caller claimed to have found hundreds of envelopes of cash and checks hidden in a wall uh. inside the church where he was uh, repairing a loose toity. That's toilet. Sorry, uh, if you hear something obvious right there, I had to cut because um, I'm expecting a phone call today. Didn't think it would come this early, so I answer it. And, uh, yeah, I'm really glad I did because someone was going to call me about the uh, my vehicle's uh, extended warranty is about to expire. <laughs> yeah. My 2002 Kia Sportage warranty is about to expire. Well, shit. I'm really, really glad I got that call. So, <laughs> <laughs> Why do I get those? Cassie doesn't get them. She she does not get them. I don't know why I do. I just they target my ass. I don't get it. We're on VT right now, looking for something fancy, looking for something funny, not finding shit. News is a little light this morning. Skibbity bop bow, skibbity bass, skibbity wop wop wow. Okay, what is this? Okay, yeah, news is pretty fucking light today, man. Um, let's see, Pope warns young people of sirens and not to become prisoners of the cell phone. You know what? I agree with you, sir. Trump says $1 billion has been raised for new social media platform. Is this what I think it is? Now, we don't get political here. I just read weird shit. So hopefully this uh, you know falls in there. Donald Trump's new social media firm announced on Saturday, December 4th, I know what this is. <laughs> that it entered into agreements to raise $1 billion from investors. Launched by the former president in October, the Trump Media and Technology Group has plans for a social media app to rival Twitter called Truth Social. And, uh, yeah, like I said, we don't get political here, but I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I'm not dogging the guy. And I'm not going to tell you where I swing politically. We don't do that here. But it's so funny that uh, Donald Trump has been, like, kicked off of every social media platform, you know, for one reason or another. Call it what you want. But I think it's hilarious that <laughs> he gets his, he gets banned from every social media fucking place. So he actually has the means, you know, and the reach and the, uh, what am I looking for? He just, he does, you know, to make his own fucking social media page. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. Uh, Cardi B joins Playboy, says it's a dream come true. Oh, I bet it is. Uh, Bob Dole uh, died at age 98. Uh, I don't know if I should say this or not. Because it's not funny. I mean, you know, it's it's the death of a human being that's, uh, you know, he was a World War II vet, you know what I mean? Uh, public servant, like forever. Say what you want about Bob Dole. What I really liked about him was his uh, self-deprecating sense of humor. That's one thing I'll always remember about Bob Dole. But uh, I hate to say this, but it was one of those things where I was like, I, I thought that he had already passed. That happens to me a lot, and I hope I'm not the only one. <laughs> you know that you hear that somebody, uh, you know, up there in years has passed somebody famous. You know, and you're like. Holy shit, I thought they died like 10 years ago. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Bob Dole, uh, rest in peace, sir. Uh, let's see, Kathy Griffin, oh boy. 
Uh, I'm not going to read anything about Kathy Griffin. I know she's cancer-free after having half of her lung removed. That's that's great. I'm glad she's doing okay. But when it involves uh, comedians that just are not funny at all, uh, this is really skewing politically. A lot of people are going to think that I'm doing this on purpose. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not. Trust me. I'm not. <laughs> this is it's just happening, okay? Let's go to UPI because they usually got some doozies on there. Uh, let's see. Milwaukee Brewery uses city's Christmas tree to brew beer. Cool. <laughs> Milwaukee Brewery uses city's Christmas tree to brew beer. December 7th, the Milwaukee Brewery is celebrating the holiday season with an extra festive beer using spruce from the city's official Christmas tree. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. Black Husky Brewery, which opened in 2016, announced that its latest brew, Tree Spruce, features spruce. I like saying it that way. Spruce from the Milwaukee Christmas tree. I looked up at the tree and said, I think that's a spruce tree. And I wonder what I could use with a couple branches of that, the co-owner said. Yeah. Kathy Major and Mike Connell, the couple who donated the city's tree, participated in the bottling alongside. That just doesn't sound good. 9.9% alcohol by volume brew will help support the Milwaukee Urban Forestry Fund. <laughs> I mean, that's cool. It's for a good cause and everything. But, you know, the just, just complete annihilation of a tree is going to help the forestry fund. <laughs> We're going to sacrifice one tree. We're going to fucking physically drink the damn thing. And it's going it's gonna to go to the forestry fund. I mean, that's, that's still cool. That's, you know, it's a good cause. So fuck it. Um, let's see. Stolen flamingo statue mysteriously returned to Florida chef's home. Don't give a shit. And da -dee -da -dee -da -dee, New York finally tops their Guinness record with 687,000 Christmas lights. <laughs> that ain't nothing. Clark Griswold had you by like over 100,000 over that. You know what? Clark Griswold, he took out a whole city grid. If you remember, a lot of people say that was just a movie. It wasn't. I happen to be in the know. That was a documentary filmed in real time. <laughs> I have problems, okay? Now, oh, whoa, what the hell? You got to see this picture. 850-pound pot brownie. Dude, <laughs> that could get a whole city stoned. Wow. Or Keith Richards stoned for like five minutes. A pot brownie made this week in Norwood, Norwood, Massachusetts, is bringing new meaning to the term getting baked. I'll say that's because the dark dessert treat is an 850-pound monstrosity measuring three feet wide, three feet long, and 15 inches high. I want the corner piece. It contains more, <laughs> it contains more than 20,000 milligrams of THC. That will put Keith Richards into orbit. The massive marijuana brownie was created by Merrimid, a multi-state cannabis operator, to celebrate National Brownie Day on December 8th and promotes the company's new brand, Bubby's Baked. Besides the cannabis, the behemoth brownie also contains 1,344 eggs. Ooh, that sounds weird when you put it into perspective like that. 250 pounds of sugar, 212 pounds of butter, 81 pounds of flour, and 122 pounds of cocoa powder, among other ingredients. <laughs> Team of five cannabis confectioners. I like that. That's what you should have called the company, cannabis confectioners. Needed 24 hours to make the brownie. Wasn't easy, they said. One of the hardest parts was stabilizing the brownie. Oh, I bet. They had to make sure that thing is massive. 
any taller and it would look like the obelisk from 2001 Space Odyssey. I'm not shitting you. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, man. That thing is awesome. <laughs> what is this about a reindeer burglar? I keep seeing this. I wasn't going to read it, but I was like, it just, it's one of those that keeps popping up everywhere. A reindeer, this is from Huffington Post, off of Buffleton. Reindeer burglar wanted by New Hampshire police over school break in? Shut up, computer. I don't care about your, what is this, an ad for how Kaya Segudado gets ready for the fashion awards? I don't give a shit. Anyway, reindeer burglar. That's that's more important. <laughs> Police believe that the buck is part of an organized crime group breaking into buildings in New Hampshire. What? <laughs> so the deers have gone apeshit and started robbing people? Police <laughs> and the sketches <laughs> and the sketch is hilarious. What the fuck is going on? It's a deer with a ski mask on. I don't understand anything that's happening right now. Wanted the reindeer burglars. <laughs> it's an actual reindeer with a ski mask on. I think somebody has been... Uh, when you guys were making that pot brownie, did you notice where the smoke was going? I'm just wondering. Because there's some shit going down at New Hampshire. Wanted the reindeer burglars, the Barnstead Police Department wrote Sunday on Facebook, is a slight flight of fancy on the local hoofed ruminants. Come on, you guys need to use words for podcasters like me who cannot read good. We're investigating a burglary at the Barnstead Elementary School reported the blah, blah, blah. Police said they responded to a report of a broken window at the school and were surprised to discover a 10-point buck inside the school lobby. Officers called for backup. Firefighters arrived to help capture the hefty interloper. As emergency personnel gained entry, the suspect escaped. They talk about it like it's a fucking, like the Hamburglar or something. Escaped as he crashed through a second window and was seen running down Maple Street. So the police. <laughs> Is crime a little low in New Hampshire right now? You guys are bored, aren't you? They actually made a police sketch of the deer wearing a ski mask. That's awesome. Officers found a five-point deer antler at the scene of the crime and quipped that they would be sending it to a crime lab to check for DNA. If you guys made a police sketch and went through those fucking resources, you probably did. Anyway, if you're looking for a low crime rate, I guess, go to New Hampshire. They're starting, <laughs> the deer are starting to, you know, either that, you know, or stay away from New Hampshire because I guess the deer are starting to organize. Police believe that the buck's part of an organized crime group breaking into buildings. <laughs> Come on. Another deer evaded police over the weekend in the New Hampshire uh, town of Goffstown. Goffstown? A buck broke into an auto repair shop and got stuck inside but managed to get away as police arrived. Barnstead will be working with the Goffstown police and other law enforcement agencies to try to match hoof prints, surveillance, and booking photos to... Okay. Oh, all right. You guys... <laughs> it sounds like you, you might need a little bit of work. Now, I'm not encouraging anybody to, you know, go out there and start some shit in New Hampshire. The cops, they will find a way, as we just learned, I suppose. They will find a way to keep their hands full, okay? <laughs> Jesus. Florida police seek to uh, ID victim from tattoo after body parts found floating in Bay... What? Human body parts were found floating in McKay Bay in Tampa? Oh, my God. Fox News. 
Human body parts discovered floating in a Florida bay last week prompted police to launch a death investigation and asked the public for help in identifying the victim from a tattoo just under the lower right calf. By the way, that's all that there was. Oh, damn. Additional human body parts were discovered just before noon on Friday. Whew. Okay, listeners, you go on Fox News and uh, see if you could identify any of these tattoos, any of you guys that live in the area. You may be able to solve a murder here. That is, uh, wow, that's some crazy shit. Man, it's like, uh, I'm glad I didn't show the whole photo. Dozens of camels barred from Saudi beauty contest over Botox? What's going on today? Jeez. This is in Dubai, United Arab Emirates. Saudi authorities have conducted their biggest ever crackdown on camel beauty contestants that receive boat. Wait a second. I I I might need a second to put this and just put this through in my head. They're, are they giving actual camels Botox? Other artificial touch-ups. The state-run Saudi press agency. Forty camels are disqualified from an annual ca- camel beauty pageant. <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, well, I'll go. I'll get, we'll just read it. <laughs> Saudi Arabia's popular uh, King uh, Abu Lazizi's Camel Festival, which kicked off earlier this month, invites the breeders of the most beautiful camels to, <laughs> to compete for some $66 million in prize money. I'm, I, I, that's cool that you see camels as, as beautiful. All of God's creatures do have a level of beauty to them. And they are animals. They are to be respected. They are majestic creatures. I've actually seen one in real life. I know that may sound weird to some of the countries that listen to No Disclosure, but in America, camels are not a plenty. So, you know, you have to travel quite a bit and get kind of lucky to see a camel. I was quite impressed by it. Scared shitless, by the way, too. I knew that they were big, but damn. And, uh, you know, very majestic looking creature. I I don't know if I would call them beautiful. <laughs> a camel is like a cross between... A horse, couch floof, and uh, like a pan's labyrinth a little bit, and uh, nightmares. And uh, they're just, they're not, uh, I know it's about personality, okay? I'm sure they're awesome. (laughs) Botox injections, facelifts, a camel? Facelift a camel? And other cosmetic alterations to make the camels more attractive. What the, what am I reading? What am I doing with my life? Jurors decide the winner based on the shape of the camel's heads, necks, humps, dress, and postures. Uh, I'm not going to, maybe it's a cultural thing, you know. I'm not going to knock you for that. But, uh, okay, anyway. (laughs) I don't want to offend anybody. You know, I'm not going to be one of those guys. I'm not a very PC guy. But, you know, there's countries all over the world that listen to No Disclosure. So if this is some kind of cultural thing, I'm not going to touch that. Uh, yeah, I just, I I saw a camel. Maybe it's because I didn't grow up around him, you know. And, I, you know, I saw a camel for the first time just a couple years ago at uh, uh, Jungle Golf. You know, kind of mini golf, jungle, uh, uh, you know, it's an animal thing. Not a, uh, you, you, fuck, you know what I mean. It's like a nature walk thing. And looking at that camel, last thing I thought was beautiful. I thought, yes, majestic, amazing, 
huge, enormous, scary huge. This thing could kill me. Beautiful? Uh, I guess if I was able to wipe the three-foot-long piece of drool coming out of its mouth and, uh, you know, maybe fixed its weird eye that kept going in another place, (laughs) they're not pretty. (laughs) They're just not... That's cool though. You know, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna give you shit for that. We have some plenty of weird things in America ourselves. Just leave it. Study finds. Oh uh, no, I don't like that. <laughs> Skibbity bop A cocaine shipment was found floating off the Florida Keys. It weighed 69 pounds. Holy balls! That's a lot of freaking bam bam. A boater spotted a large shipment of cocaine floating off the Florida Keys. Florida again, you guys. On Saturday, according to the U.S. Border Patrol, the cocaine had a total weight of 69 pounds. And authorities estimate the haul has a pop-up. There we go. Street value of more than a million dollars. The drugs were found at sea off Isla Morada? This is an American, I can't even pronounce it. Then the upper key said U.S. Customs and Border Protection Division Chief... Face guy thing. That's a shitload of Colombian bam bam. Wow, I have that sitting on a table. Shit, that's a lot, man. Damn, it's worth a million dollars? Holy cow. Ah, I know you never get into that stuff, and I don't condone it, kids, but don't you ever hear stories like that, and sometimes you're just thinking to yourself, I know everybody thinks it, it's just that I got the balls to say it out loud. You're just thinking, man, I'm in the wrong fucking business. <laughs> <laughs> uh what is this fake meat industry F- what is this no oh that's gross fake meat industry eyes crickets beetles mealworms and maggots for burgers <laughs> oh my god coming soon faux meat burgers made from maggots and will mealworms no thank you no growing numbers of producers are exploring insects as a source of protein I would rather starve to death. Diners have increasingly warned uh, to the idea of burgers made from peas and coconut oil. I can I can hang with that. Crab cakes crafted from artichokes and kelp. I can dig that too because, you know, um, artichokes, kelp, th- those aren't disgusting, nasty fucking bugs with compound eyes and little feelers and wings and they fly by your head. And- How are you doing? Not insect. Ugh. Chicken nuggets formed uh, with gluten and tapioca starch. I could dig that, too. Big food producers are betting they'll soon welcome crickets, beetles, mealworms, and maggots. Everything absolutely fucking disgusting to the mix as well. I know they're a big source of protein. Very clean protein, too. But I'm not going to eat anything with more than, well, let's say four legs. Or five or six, right? Everyone is looking at the... (laughs) And if it has those little weird fly thingies, you know, and the weird hairs and stuff on the legs, I'm not doing it. Nope. If it has compound eyes, fuck it. I'm not, I know. I'd rather, <laughs> it makes me ill just thinking about it. I, uh, uh, I know they want us to, you know, start considering stuff like that. But I don't give a shit how good it is. If a chocolate-covered cockroach is the greatest thing that you have ever eaten and you're like, oh my God, the world needs to try this. And you're crazy if you don't. If the government says, hey, we are ruining wildlife and we're ruining the land, we got to start eating insects. Uh, I'm going to be like, okay, just uh, I need you to lock me up somewhere then. 
You know, put me in a safe place where I can slowly waste away. I am not eating a fucking bug or a maggot. <laughs> Everyone is looking at the environmental impact of sourcing food, so there's a lot of growth potential for you, says a group director at Innovation at Cantuna producer Thai Union Group PCL, which is diversifying into intake proteins. Diversifying. I call it... <laughs> Chicken and tuna made from vegetable cellular culture. That's cool. I don't care about that. But, um, you know, they're wanting to make things environmentally friendly, whatever. More than 2 billion people. Now, I'm aware of this, okay? More than 2 billion people in developing countries eat insects. Most of you who listen to No Disclosure do it. But most consumers in wealthier places find the idea... Icky. <laughs> Spurs dozens of companies worldwide to develop bug-faced foods that don't look, feel, or taste buggy. I don't give a shit. And I'm not saying that America's better, or I'm not saying... I'm not saying any of that. America's pretty fucked up. (laughs) Every other country. Every other country that listens to No Disclosure. I guarantee you have a better education system and workforce than this fucking place. America's got some major problems. But I am one thing I am proud of that we don't have. We don't eat bugs and shit. (laughs) I just, I couldn't do it. But again, that's a cultural thing. If you grew up doing it, then, you know, it's no big deal to you. But we didn't, you see. You can't try to force this mindset on people that just, no, no, (laughs) no, no, no. And I know in some places, uh, India, you think it's odd that we eat cows and stuff. That's abhorrent to you. It's disgusting. There are some countries that listen to the No Disclosure podcast that eat dogs and stuff. We can't make fun of you for that. I can only make fun of us because I live here in America. <laughs> and we don't have our shit together. But, uh, you know, you might think we're crazy for not eating bugs. I just admit, call me a lunatic then. Not going to do it, man. Not going to do it. Jesus gets rebranded for skeptics and new ad campaign. Ah, oh, what did they do? <sighs> oh, boy. I can't wait to freaking see this. Isn't it bad enough that the places that we work have zero reverence for Christmas anymore? Right? Yeah, it's just a mini rant here, but they say they care about our families and they care about us and they care about our kids and our mental well-being and all that stuff. Then what do they do? Give us split days off, right? And then they offer us like, oh, it's extra money if you work on Thanksgiving and it's extra money if you hurt, burp, 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 burp. They've trained us to think that money is better than spending time with your family. Working on Christmas and shit? I'm not kidding you. Unless you are keeping a nuclear power plant from exploding or patrolling the streets as a police officer, keeping people from crashing your cars and killing people, working on Christmas should be fucking illegal. And now we get this crap. Jesus gets rebranded for skeptics and new ad campaign. Somebody is in deep shit. (laughs) And it ain't coming from me, let me tell you. Draws parallels between Christ's story and contemporary struggles. (laughs) What Christ went through, you can make no comparison, okay? (laughs) There ain't no uh, contemporary struggle as compared to what Jesus fucking went through. A girl got pregnant, the video starts. She was scared. Her parents are blah, blah, blah. How do they say Jesus was rebranded? The campaign features 15 and 30-second videos centered around key themes such as teen pregnancy, anxiety, struggle that are meant to draw parallels. How is that a parallel between Christ's experiences told by the Christian faith and people's contempt? There is no comparison. There is none. 
This guy lived 2,000 years ago. And I think the only comparison that you can make is that if Jesus was around today, he's still as controversial a figure as he always was. I guarantee you that if God picked the time for Jesus to, you know, be uh, born into this world and do what he had to do, he would be crucified just like he was 2,000 years ago. The way things are, huh? the way cancel culture is, the way everybody fucking how PC they are. Yeah. Jesus saw the church as uh, something that had, you know, a certain church that had become a den of just (laughs) vipers, as he put it. Yeah. A place of criminals. What does he do? Does he nicely picket signs and get people to march and, you know, write the powers that be and beg them to stop? No, he goes in there and starts kicking ass. That's the kind of dude he was, is, I should say. I don't believe in religion. I believe in the truth. So um, that's, uh, you guys are fucking with something you should not be messing with, man. <laughs> uh, I mean, don't you think that it would be a good insurance policy? Yeah. You put insurance on your car in case something happens, right? You put insurance on your house in case it gets hit by a fucking tornado. Why would you ignore the biggest insurance policy of them all? Like I always say, there is no such thing as an atheist in a foxhole. At the very end of it, you're going to be like, holy shit. What if they're right? And I've seen it happen. People have been atheists their whole lives. I've seen it happen. There's that moment where you go, oh, shit. (laughs) There is, man. Not trying to preach to you here. But uh, even if you don't believe in Jesus, even you got to have a little bit of reverence, man. There are people who have based their whole lives on his teachings, and he did a lot of amazing things while he was here, whether you think he's the son of God or not. Not judging. But man, there just should be some things you do not fuck with. You know, it's not it's not cool. It's not funny. Oh my god! Now we got people trying to rebrand rebrand Christ. Oh, this world's going to hand in a hell basket. Man in a bunny suit is arrested in Kirkland. <laughs> I don't. Maybe I do know what. Maybe I do want to know what he was doing. I gotta see this. Oh, he's in a pink bunny suit. He looks like Ralphie from a Christmas story. <laughs> It looks like Ralphie finally cracked. <laughs> Granny, you shouldn't have made him that uh, fucking bunny suit. Looks like he, uh, it finally got to him. Man in a bunny suit arrested in Kirk- Kirkland, Washington. Oh, my God. A man wearing a fucking pink bunny suit was arrested in Kirkland after attempting to steal handbags on Thursday. That's not a good disguise, dude. Because you didn't cover your face. <laughs> The bunny suit's fine. You're not wearing gloves. You did not cover your face. Okay, Uh, maybe I don't think he should go to jail. He needs to go somewhere else. The man was arrested as he attempted to flee the area. Kirkland police have been stepping up efforts to curb the retail theft and will have extra officers patrolling retail shops this holiday season. Good. Um, Yeah, and if people in Kirkland have taken to, you know, going furry while they steal, it's going to be pretty easy for you. At least you got something to do. You're not like uh, you know, some other police forces that are trying to arrest deer and shit. <laughs> First lesbian robots are coming soon. Huh. I love lesbians. <laughs> what? <laughs> I do. They're some of my favorite people, actually. A lot of people are like, oh, man, you're a Christian? Like, yes, I am a Christian. My job is to love people and not to judge them. Plus, lesbians are some of my favorite people because I can relate. They like what I like. So Valley of the Dolls. 
First lesbian sex robots may be coming soon as sex bots start uh, being programmed to be gay. Uh, okay, uh, cool. Uh, these, whoa, <laughs> these are awesome. <laughs> um, we're just going to leave it there. Um, I, uh, there are questions, you know, as to what exactly this uh, robot, you know, is going to, uh, what are some of the features of said robot? Like I could understand, you know, just the uh, normal heterosexual robots. That's easy to figure out. But, uh, you know, <laughs> we're trying to put a, uh, <laughs> we're trying to, <laughs> you know, I mean, with the normal sex bots, I'm not going to say normal. Let's just say, what the fuck is normal anyway? Let's say heterosexual sex robots. You're putting a square peg in a square hole, right? You're putting a round peg in a round hole. Easy to figure out, right? But with this one, uh, you're, uh, you know... <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to say it. So I'm interested. I'm going to be following this story. We live in an age where there's sex robots. Damn. That's crazy. You know, now if they could just figure out how to make the sex robots take out the trash and make a Nutella sandwich properly and not fucking smear it all over the place and turn it into brown Play-Doh, then we're good. Things are going to be fine. Walmart pulls children's toy that swears and sings in Polish about doing cocaine. What? That's a thing? Walmart pulls children's toy that swears and sings in Polish about doing cocaine. That's awesome. <laughs> I gotta see this. My name is Jeff Livingston. Hi, Jeff Livingston. Oh, I don't care about the ads. Damn it. I wanted to see it. Oh, there it is. It's like a little cactus. Oh, that's cute. An Ontario grandmother who bought an educational toy. Educational? Okay. For a 15-month-old granddaughter. <laughs> was shocked when the dancing cactus started swearing and singing about doing cocaine. This toy uses swear words and talking about cocaine use. This is not what I ordered for my granddaughter. <laughs> yeah, obviously it was. Maybe you should have read the fine print. <laughs> The cactus was sold on Walmart's website as an educational toy for about $26 and sings songs in English, Spanish, and Polish. But Tanner, who is Polish, said when she listened to the Polish lyrics, the cactus was singing about cocaine, drug use, suicide, depression, and used profanities. Okay, uh, now it goes a little too far. Uh, yeah, this suddenly is not all that funny. It just so happens that I'm Polish. How did this get through? How did this happen? The song is by Polish rapper Sipsis, who is reportedly unaware his song was used by the Chinese manufacturer of the children's toy. Holy shit. So was this done as like a troll? <laughs> How did this happen? The singing cactus toy was sold in Europe. Oh, man, it's sold everywhere. The Polish artist said he planned to take legal action against a Chinese company for using his song without permission. So somebody in China made this thing and I guess was trolling the rest of the world. There's no way they didn't know this. Well, I'm glad the singer of the song isn't putting up with it. He doesn't want his, you know, song or his name or whatever being sold. You're doing the right thing, Mr. Rapper Thingy Guy Face. This was a relief, uh, you know, we don't want anybody for before Christmas to think this is a great toy and go online and have the same thing happen, right? Some families may already have the dancing cactus toy under the tree already. And if they don't speak Polish, I guess they're okay. But, you know, subliminal messages. We don't want to happen to your kid what happens in Florida apparently every five fucking minutes. Every time lately that I've been doing no disclosure, every week there's some kind of shit involving Florida and cocaine. <laughs> Have you noticed that? 
Florida is going nuts. I don't know what's happening in Florida. You guys are just losing your minds. You got to cool it. You got to just, you got to pace yourself. <laughs> oh my God. Let's try to get one more, okay? Um, let's see. Skibbity bop bow. Skibbity bay. Skibbity wop wop. Skibbity pow. Can't find shit. Can't find shit. Whoa, this is cool. We've done a couple stories like this, and I love them. Now, you'll know as soon as I start saying it. Iconic Home Alone House is available to rent on Airbnb. Yes, it is. Fuck yeah. The iconic home from the 90s franchise, Home Alone. Franchise? No, we're just going to call it two films and then you know, a pile of shit that we shouldn't even remember. Is now available to rent. Yeah, there were sequels past two. Don't watch them. Just pretend I didn't even say that. I'm, I'm warning you. I'm here for your safety, okay? And your mental health. <laughs> fucking movies make you want to jump out a window. The holiday retail platform announced that lucky fans of the film will be able to rent the original house from home alone for one night on December 12th. Rad. Up to four people will be able to stay in the house for just $25 or 19 pounds. Uh, is that pounds or euros? Okay, some other thing. The address will be given once the booking is complete. They'll be able to set up booby traps. No! Dude, that's the coolest shit ever! <laughs> I want to go. They'll be able to set up booby traps and also be treated to a viewing of the franchise's latest movie, Home Sweet Home Alone Pizza and a Candlelit Dinner. Uh, and, uh, I don't care much for the movie, but, uh, yeah, dude... How cool is that? You get to play Home Alone. I get to live out like my childhood here. I'm going, damn it. I, I don't have whatever pounds. I don't even have a plane ticket, but I'm going to find my way there. I'm going to be the first guy to invent true human teleportation because I have a mission now, damn it. I will achieve this. <laughs> While the McAllisters are away on their annual trip, all of them but the pet tarantula this time, four guests will get the opportunity to relive Everybody in the world's favorite fucking scenes from the holiday classic and let their inner eight-year-olds run free for the evening without the interruption of <laughs> pesky wet bandits. Those wishing to book the stay will be able to do so from December 7th. That is freaking awesome. So check out Airbnb if you have the means to. And uh, wow. So where was this filmed? It, it, it's taking pounds, right? Uh, where is the house? It doesn't even say where it is. I, it looks like... I thought that was filmed here. Uh, I'm going to need to Google something. Uh, the Home Alone house is... Where is it? It's in Chicago. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was filmed here. It's in the Chicago fucking suburbs. So it says, uh, you know, okay, I don't know. They're wording it weird. Like it's, you know, some place that you have to travel overseas to. I could have sworn it was here. Why is it saying 19 pounds? Okay. I guess they're, you know, opening it up to people overseas too. You should have worded that better, Grim Daily. <laughs> but holy cow, that is so awesome. I want to go. I'm pretty close to Chicago myself. Just a couple hours away from Chicago. Uh, yeah. Hmm. $25. So how do we get into this? Uh, get ready to celebrate the holidays on the most boring street in the U.S. of America <laughs> because the timeless house where the Home Alone story began is officially bookable on Airbnb. At this point, now that this is out, it's going to be impossible. 
I'm going to have to sneak in. <laughs> ah, the guests are really going to get a taste of the wet bandits. Who should I dress up as? Uh, let's see. Um, we need to cosplay as one of the guys. Um, let's see. <laughs> Maybe Buzz? I'm, I am I could probably pull off Buzz. But uh, what would be more fun... <laughs> what would be more fun is dress up as one of the wet bandits and scare the living shit out of the people living there. But what's the thing? Should I dress up as Harry or Marv? You know, I think I could pull off more of the Joe Pesci thing. I am shorter in stature. I'm not as, uh, uh, I'm not very in shape, but I think I could pull off Harry. Wait, which one was Harry? Yeah, Harry was Joe Pesci, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fucking cool. Anyway, guys, I'll catch you later. We are out of time. <laughs> That, just, that stuff just lights me up. You know, things where you could go back and, like, you know, relive your childhood and shit. That is awesome. And thanks to the movie, um, I know how to, you know, break into the place. So hopefully they, you know, never change any of the doors. I just said that out loud. I'm not going. I'm not really going to do that. <laughs> Jesus. But anyway, guys, I'm going to go home. Like I said, I'm in a weird fucking mood. That's it for this week. And remember to go on Asylum817.com. That's Asylum817.com. Asylum817.com. For all things no disclosure related, all things me related, all the social media links are there, as well as the link to get to our Patreon page, where you can get everything from outtakes, entire bonus episodes, and early access to shows before I unleash them on the world, as well as free merch and other goodies at certain tiers. Speaking of Patreon, shout out to the patrons, the Conco Homestead YouTube channel, Donald, David, special shout out to the Curtis Rose Show YouTube channel, the Joe Show podcast. You guys really keep this thing going. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time, okay? Bye-bye, my babies. I love you all. And be fancy. Well, in the original, they were the wet bandits, right? Yeah. What was it in the second one? Stick yeah, the sticky bandits. We're the sticky bandits! Did you know it's the faces here? No disclosure, business Confiscated evidence, no smoking gun. Public has a right to know. No Disclosure is overjoyed to say that we are sponsored by DistroKid. If you are an independent musician who wants to get their music out there on every streaming platform imaginable, this is the place to go. I'm picky with sponsors. I would only allow one to be a part of this only if I myself use the product and I've released all of my solo albums as well as singles through DistroKid. Only 20 bucks a year, unlimited uploads, and you keep 100% of your royalties. That is madness. I can tell you from personal experience and being a musician for a very long time, record labels do not work that way. As a matter of fact, DistroKid has made history by doing so, marking the first time ever that an artist high on the charts made 100% of their earnings. They're not alone in this. Major record labels are now looking to DistroKid for new talent. My albums are worldwide. Yours should be too. By going to the link in the description of this episode, you get 7% off the first year of an already insane, measly 20 bucks a year to upload unlimited music that you have created and want to share with the world. By going to the link I am providing in this episode's description, you support No Disclosure, you save some money off the first year. Did I mention it's only 20 bucks a freaking year? And you get your music heard, which in the end is the most important thing. 